Seven up. The Eagles are seven and zero. Another absolutely dominant victory here today. I mean, this. Let me tell you this. This game, everybody's going, oh, well, the Steelers, the Steelers are, they're not what they're supposed to be. Let me tell you this. The last two weeks, the Steelers played good football. This was not, I said it, I go going in. Their defense is playing really good. Pittsburgh's defense was playing excellent football. I mean, really, the last two games they played, they played top-tier defense. The Eagles just bum-rushed them, and here's why. Um... We have a quarterback who's awesome. We have a wide receiver who's awesome. We have an offensive line that's awesome. We have an entire NFL team that's just awesome. That's what they are. We're going to go over it. The Eagles won today 35-13. That's the score. They beat the Steelers 35-13. For the first time, they didn't take their foot off the gas until they had to, until the game was comfortably over, which is fine to do it then, because we got to see Gardner Minshew in the fourth quarter of this game. We got to see Cam Jurgens, Andre Dillard, Jack Driscoll. You know, you, you got to see Britton Covey on offense. That's what happened in the fourth quarter of this game because the Eagles were able to take their foot off the pedal at an appropriate time for the first time all season. Now, what are the five reasons why they won this game? Well, let's start at the fifth reason. Let's go with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is having himself a season. He really is, man. Miles Sanders is playing good football. Nine carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Just nine carries, too. You would think in a game where you blew the other team out, the running back would have a lot of carries. Didn't have to. Miles Sanders, and the way he's running is just with patience. He's seeing the hole. He's just waiting. He's he's waiting and, and just letting his block set him up. He's been awesome. Miles Sanders has just been awesome this year. I mean, like we thought going into this season too, Miles Sanders, is he going to be an Eagle next year? Is this it? Are they going to move on from, is Kenny Gainwell going to take his job? These were real questions. These were actual questions going into the year. And Miles Sanders, one, is playing for a contract that he is now more than deserves. Um, the, the reason that they keep hearing about the Eagles floating for another running back is not for Miles Sanders, like I've said all along. It's because of the guys behind Miles Sanders. Although I do think Boston Scott is still a really good running back, but I think that they'd feel more comfortable with Scott being your second running back, not your primary running back, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a slight to Boston Scott. Um, I mean, Kenny Gainwell, again, he's still getting out there, but you're seeing more and more. It's, it's Miles Sanders. He is the main guy on this team at running back. Proves it every week. He's by far one of the best running backs in the league this year. He has just, it's 2019 Miles Sanders all over again. It's 2020, 2019. Like, this guy has found it again, and that is good for the Eagles. Now, fourth, how about a guy that we found from New Orleans? Um, CJ Gardner Johnson. Uh, I mean, what is that dumb team doing? What is that dumb team doing? First of all, the dumb team that they are, it, it, I guess it is kind of true that they were floating Kamara out there if, you know, the Eagles would give them their first round pickback. That's how dumb they are. That's what that, that's like, think about that. We're going to trade for a 27 year old running back who might go to jail next year. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, he's definitely going to get suspended at least, you know, four games at a minimum. But we're going to trade you our first-round pick. Well, your first-round pick that you gave us. But that might be in the top, what, 10? 
they won today, so I mean, who knows where it's going to be. But I mean, who it, it could be regardless. Even if it is the Saints win their division and it ends up being a pick in the 20s, it's still a first-round pick. You're not trading that for a running back who's going to be due, you know, over, what, $10 million next year in salary, who is going to be possibly suspended and who is going to be closing in on 30 as a running back. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm not an age guy. If you could play, you could play, but come on. Now let's go back to C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who we fleeced from them because they didn't want to sign him because they have salary cap issues. So they gave us to uh, him for what, a fifth-round pick? Yeah, C.J. Gardner-Johnson has four interceptions right now, right? He had three interceptions in his five years with the Saints as a nickel corner. He's got four as a safety. He had a sack today. He's all over the field. Now on the interception, was it a play he made? Oh, no, he was in the right spot. T.J. Edwards got his hand on the ball. He finished the play. This guy's been awesome. Another, I keep saying the word awesome, and I'm going to keep saying it. He's been awesome. Now, third reason why, a guy that we had not heard about all year. He's kind of been invisible. A guy playing for a contract, too, right? Uh, a guy who was excellent to start last season, kind of faded off, and he has not really turned it back on until today. And that was Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave had himself a football game. Two sacks for Javon Hargrave. Both could have been fumbles. Um one of which was the big one in the fourth quarter when it was 28-13. Pittsburgh had just crossed the 50-yard line. Still very much a football game. And, or was it was it the fourth quarter? It was. It was the fourth quarter. And Javon Hargrave stripped Kenny Pickett. Avante Maddox recovered. We The next play, Jalen Hurts hit um, A.J. Brown for a 43-yard pass. Miles Sanders ran it on the very next play. So right there within a minute from, uh, oh man, Pittsburgh has a chance to make this a really competitive game to it's over. And that's on Javon Hargrave, stripping the football. Javon Hargrave, great game today. It was about time he stepped up. And that's the one thing now about this defense line that we have. I'm expecting guys are going to be able to step up more often. And we're not going to be sole reliant on like a Hassan Reddick has to hit the quarterback. You have Robert Quinn, who was able to play a little today. There's going to Trust me, there's going to be a moment when you sit there and go, man, Robert Quinn made that game. There's going to be moments, hopefully, where you could sit there and say, you know, Brandon Graham, like he already has. Like against Dallas, uh, a Josh Sweat, um, a Fletcher Cox. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to talk about a major injury right here on our defense line in um, Jordan Davis, who it believes suffered a high ankle sprain. That could be four to six weeks, maybe longer. Who knows? But, um, you know, we want guys on our defense line. We have a, the one thing about Davis getting hurt is we do have strong depth on our defense line. Now, is it all at defensive tackle? Who knows? But Milt Williams played a really good game today, I thought. You know, I mean, Marlon Tui Peloto is going to have to play more. They still have, I believe, Marvin Wilson on the practice squad. I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm just sitting here saying guys that are potentially could get called up. But the good thing, too, is if we're rushing the quarterback, when we get them into passing situations, we can go NASCAR and put a guy like a Brandon Graham in a uh, defensive tackle. You know what I mean? You can move Robert Quinn. You can move Josh Sweat. Today, we actually had a sack on the first drive where Hassan Reddick, now he's a linebacker, but he lined up over... Essentially, he was in a defensive tackles position, but essentially what he was was a linebacker that had walked up to the line of scrimmage. And what they did was they ran a stunt, and he came around and looped around and made a sack. That's what you could start doing. We should get more creative with stuff like that because we have the talent to do so. Now, second reason why? A.J. Brown. And I know people are going to say, how is he not first? And trust me, I'm going to explain because it's a tie, really, for first. A.J. Brown. Six catches, 156 yards. That's one more than he got against Detroit. And today, 
three touchdowns. A.J. Brown is the man. He is, guess what word? Guess what word A.J. Brown is, right? I want you guys to guess. It starts with an A. It rhymes with Fossum. He is freaking awesome. That's what Jalen Hurts is. He's awesome. He's a, he's an awesome football player. What are the Tennessee Titans doing? You didn't want to pay this guy. Like, here's a spoiler but to everybody in sports. Just a heads up. If you draft somebody and they end up being pretty good, you're going to probably have to pay that player. And you shouldn't be fearful of having to pay good players. Like, you let him walk out of your building. He's 24 years old. He went up and won jump ball after jump ball today. And the best part about it is, the reason he's not number one, he did have a drop. And and you know what's funny? We can get on here. Again, he had a great game, obviously. Himself, though, A.J. Brown after the game, was disappointed because he left a lot of meat on the table there. He left a lot of meat on the bone. He knows that he left opportunities out there. He said he should have had four touchdowns. He almost did on the 43-yarder in the fourth quarter where it was a shoestring tackle from Fitzpatrick, or he does score there. But he, he was disappointed with it. That's why I love this team. They do not buy into their own hype. They all know that there's more to do. They were already practicing or doing their recovery for the, for the Texans game as it's Thursday. That's where they're ready to go. They're ready for that game. This team is awesome. It's just an awesome team. I'm going to keep saying the word awesome. They're an awesome team. And he's an unbelievable player. We're lucky to have him. But the number one reason why we won the game is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, again, four touchdowns. You know what's funny about Jalen Hurts? All we heard, because the Eagles had a bye week, but all you kept the, oh, how could he be in the MVP talk? He has four or six touchdown passes only. You know, he's, he doesn't throw enough touchdown passes. Well, he had four today. So now he's got 10 touchdown passes on the year, two interceptions, uh, one of which was because Kenny Gainwell decided to play volleyball. The other was in a torrential downpour. And, oh, what, what else? Oh, yeah, that's right. He has six rushing touchdowns. He didn't have to run today, by the way. Two carries. He had 10 yards. 10 yards rushing today for Jalen Hurts. Can you imagine? Think about last year. Oh, yeah, we're going to blow the doors off somebody, and Hurts is only going to have 10 yards rushing. To show you how much better of a player he is, right? 19 to 28. A couple drops in there, too, by the way, by Brown, Smith. He had 285 yards, four touchdowns. Um, and, oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't have to play the fourth quarter, really. He, he pretty much didn't play after the, uh, what was it, the last nine minutes of the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts is the man. He is awesome. He is an awesome football player. This team is incredible. And it was funny. You know, it's funny to go off, uh, speaking of the Steelers, I said to my wife two years ago, I said the Steelers should pick Jalen Hurts at number 49 in the 2020 draft. This was coming off of Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, and the Steelers somehow won nine games, but Roethlisberger's arm was hurt. You didn't know what you were going to get. You knew he was coming to the end of his career anyway. I go, Jalen Hurts is the perfect guy. He comes in there. He could sit behind, because he was really young coming out. He could sit behind you know, Ben Roethlisberger, and he, bam, you got your quarterback of the future, and they picked Chase Claypool. And the best part about it was Hurts today, I guess, was telling the, you know, the announce team before the game, because it was Nance and uh, Romo, and he's talking about how, you know, his meeting with Pittsburgh went so well. Him and Tomlin, he felt it was really good. He believed the Steelers were going to pick him. 
Like, he, he fully believed the Steelers were going to pick him. And we're so lucky that the Eagles did something that's out of control. And they they could act like they're the smartest people in the room. They're not. They legitimately were picking what they thought would be essentially a backup quarterback in round two. They paid Carson Wentz $130 million nine months before they picked Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles have to sit here and go, we are so lucky, obviously, us fans especially, that they did pick Jalen Hurts. That Jeffrey Lurie got this one. He nailed it. He was absolutely right. But even if you go back and listen to my show when we talked about the the drafting of Jalen Hurts, and I know it was popular because people, I was bashing the organization, as you should, because you're out of control to use a premium draft pick like that. That's something, round two is you want good, high level starters. You know? You want guys that are going to play. I mean, you're, you're hoping for a guy like. Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, Miles Sanders. Those are guys we've all picked in round two. We picked Landon Dickerson last year in the draft. He he might be the best one, of, if not the best guard in football right now. I mean, really, these are round two picks. You're using these on guys that you're expecting to make big impacts on your team. We're so lucky. We're so lucky that Lurie literally won this one. Don't get me wrong, they've had some absolutely abysmal second-round picks as well. And it's funny, you know, in the ones where we nailed, like Sanders and Deshaun Jackson, they also picked in the second round of those drafts Trevor Laws with Deshaun, and they picked J.J. Ortega-Whiteside with Miles. To show you. But, I mean, it's just incredible. It's so incredible that this guy had, you know, think about it. Everybody was saying with how they had to load up all these draft picks, right? You had to load up all these picks because you had to go ahead and you had to get ready to, uh, to, 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 to possibly pick a quarterback in the draft, right? That was the whole thing. They were gaining their assets so they could have a quarterback if they needed to pick one. They were going to go ahead and draft a quarterback. They were going to be able to trade up and get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, right? Nope, don't need to. Didn't have to. Didn't have to happen. Because the Eagles have the guy right now. That's why, by the way, they can be aggressive with these trades if they want to make some trades. If they feel like they need to go and get another some uh, player, they don't have to really fear trading, a, especially a back end of the draft pick. Because they're going to have two first round picks. And what you can do is, at that point, you can always have the option to trade down. And if you trade down, you know what that happens? You gain two, three picks right there for one. So they're in a perfect spot in the draft. Don't fear that they have only six picks. They could turn that six into nine in a second if they want it. So if they get down to five, don't fear it. They could get five to seven. They'll get seven picks, no problem. And who cares about those picks? Because guess what? We have a team that can win the Super Bowl this season. And that's all that matters. Just go. For, you go for it. I know people will look back at, oh man, after we won the Super Bowl, the following season, man, we only have five picks and... You know, then all of a sudden the team, the team didn't go down because they had five picks that next season. The team went down because Carson Wentz came back and just never was the player he was supposed to be. And really, I mean, that's that following season, if Alshon catches that ball and, and Doug doesn't force us to run the ball up there to the two-minute warning and try to get a playoff before it for no explicable reason, um, you know, we maybe win that game. Who knows? Go to the NFC Championship. Who knows what happens? This team, though is just so good 
at every aspect of the game, with the exception of special teams, because once again, they gave up another fake punt today, by the way. Another fake punt on a fourth and short. That's what's going to happen, by the way. We're going to start getting teams' best, most creative junk plays. They're going to start going to the bottom of their playbooks to pull out their trick plays to beat us. That's what's going to happen. You can't be surprised by it anymore. And I am now of the belief on any fourth and short, just keep your starting defense out there. Who cares? We do. Not, I mean, everybody knows I talked up Britton Covey. I still think Britton Covey is a very solid returner, but Britton Covey has not shown us anything yet that says he's going to take any to the house. And that's fine. I understand that, like, you know, ideally you want somebody who could take the ball to the house, but more so, I just want a guy who's not going to fumble the ball, who's going to make bright decisions. So, I mean, in any fourth and short, let them kick the ball. You know what I mean? Force them to let them kick the football. That's the one concern today. Speaking of special teams, the Eagles did release Cameron Dicker from their practice squad, and they put Teron Jackson back on the practice squad. So I felt that was coming. There's no need to keep two kickers anyway. But Elliott today, he made his kicks. They were all extra points. But if you noticed, a lot of them were going right, and that's not ideal. I didn't like that. So I'm hoping like there's nothing really lingering here because we definitely are going to need him. Definitely going to need him later in this season. This team is awesome they are awesome and we got a quick turnaround here we got thursday night in houston ironically as the phillies play the astros in the world series the eagles will go to houston to play the texans maybe the hey the phillies might be going back to houston to play game six and seven against the astros it's a nice philly houston week it's a short week on a road game we're going halfway across the country you know, and again, I get it. The Texans are struggling team here. But the one thing in these moments you get scared of is that you overlook your opponent. And that's one thing I could say about the Eagles so far is they have not done that. Now, the last time they had to travel, were they lethargic against the Cardinals? I wouldn't say so, but they were beat up. They did not play their best game. It's definitely something to monitor because, again, it's a short week. And it's against an opponent that they are going to be big-time favorites against. And you could see, are they going to sleepwalk through it? I don't think this team plays that way. I know the quarterback doesn't think that way. He was already talking about the Texans. Miles Sanders, I listened after the game, made a comment about how he forgot they were undefeated. Which is what you want. Robert Quinn talked about how when he got there, Fletcher Cox came up to him and said, Just a heads up, Rob, we practice hard. And he loved it. You know, that, that's what this is. I know we see it, we think it's all funny. We hear the thing about Sirianni and his practice times and whatnot, but when Fletcher Cox is saying they practice hard, that to me is encouraging. Like, out of nowhere, that's his thing to tell you. That's what I want to hear. So yeah, their practice length has always been talked about, but hey, results are results. The Eagles are 7-0. and I will be back on... Tuesday night this week. We're going to go over the Texans game and go around the NFL. But before we get to that, we're going to go, because again, obviously we play on Thursday night. So what we're going to do here is, you know, it's it's so good to be in the spot we're in right now. It, it almost like I'm thinking in my head for freaking Geek of the Week. 
I mean, it really, it, it's like, it's hard to think of, like, to me, Michael Clay gets Geek of the Week. Because, again, we gave up another fourth down trick play on special teams. Also on special teams, Brandon Graham with the penalty of trying to what? I don't know if he was simulating the snap count, whatever. But it gave, that the Steelers were going to kick a field goal. And then they ran a trick play on fourth down because they got to the one-yard line and they scored a touchdown. So our special teams, again, there's four points and an extra possession given up because of our special teams. Geeks of the week. The special teams, geek of the week. Freak of the week, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, I mean, really. he's He plays football like he's just at a different level. A.J. Brown is in the conversation for the best receiver in the NFL. Like, he is in that tier. You could give yourself Tyreek Hill. That's fine. You could say whoever, like, who else? Uh, Jamar Chase, who just got hurt, unfortunately. Um, you want to go Cooper Cup, you know? Devontae, like, Adams, Stephon Diggs, these guys. I got A.J. Brown. I'm going with A.J. Brown because he is the man. A.J. Brown is the man. And he's going to continue to be the man. I'm telling you. I knew it eventually. Like, he's going to start scoring some touchdowns at a high clip. Bam, there it is today. Hurts four touchdown passes. Ten yards rushing. That was my favorite stat of the whole game. He beat him with his arm. And that's no slouch defense, no matter what anybody wants to say. There is talent on that defensive side. I know they were without T.J. Watt. I know Levi Wallace, one of the corners, didn't play. But, I mean, they got players there. They play hard. They're well coached. Like I said, be back Tuesday. We will go over the Texans game. But the Eagles are 7-0. 7-0. With the Giants losing today, Dallas now has two losses. Well, still has two losses. They won. Washington's 500. The division's loaded. I mean, really, that's it. It's the best division in all of football. It's not even close. The Vikings are six and one, or seven and one now, whatever they're six and one, whatever they are. I don't know if they had their bye, but they only have one loss. So when they tell me, oh yeah, the Eagles didn't really beat anybody yet. Yet the two best teams in the conference, besides the Eagles, are the Vikings and Cowboys, and they beat them both. Weird, right? Thursday night. In Houston, I will be back Tuesday. We'll go over that game. We will go around the NFL, and we will get prepared for what the Eagles will hopefully make a statement against the Houston Texans, and hopefully the Phillies are making a statement against the uh, Houston Astros, and it's just a Philadelphia beat Houston week. I mean, the Phillies are in a tough spot against the Astros, obviously, but the Eagles, you know what I mean? We're the best team in the NFL. We got to take care of business, so we're going to get ready to take care of business Thursday night. I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles. Go.